0: Welcome to Joey Hates Movies. I'm Nick Lamone. Season five is Joey Hates Everything. We <laughs> really dive into tater tots versus crinkle cut fries.
1: Isn't that like a, a Comedy Central show? Adam hates everything? Probably. Oh, is, no, that's yeah. Adam ruins everything. Ruins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm Nick Lamone.
0: I'm, I'm Coral. Joey, I ruined the intro. Wait, mm-hmm. you stepped on Coral, damn oh, fuck, it. I was trying to make a point about ruining.
2: You're me. last because you're the title yeah, Joey. You're,
1: you're the oh. titular Joey. Yeah, you I don't still go feel real. worried about that.
2: Anyway, you hi, I'm tit. Coral.
1: Oh, you did it again. Yeah, it's fine. A I just won't cl- say I anything. I need clean read for audio, Joey.
2: Hi, I'm Coral.
1: There we go. And now your turn, Help myself
0: back. I'm Joey. Apparently, I've been told this by a couple people, but I hate movies. Yeah. Also, you're a little quiet. Speak oh, a little Jesus. Quiet. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm sorry that I didn't have my proper...
1: Yeah, man. If I'm gonna edit this thing, it it's better be good from the get go. Yeah. Helps <laughs> um, a lot. On, yeah.
0: So production note, uh Coral edited episode one. This is episode two, Nick's editing it. Tell me in the comments below who you liked better. <laughs> That's not nice. What?
1: How's that not nice? <laughs> we're
0: That's... also
2: starting with different
1: Yeah, we're starting with different yeah. we
2: we all have the same microphones this time, which wasn't which we true didn't. last time.
1: And we're all mixed temper. to the around the same audio level, mm-hmm. which is probably better for me in the long run. Coral had to deal with a lot of BS. But anyway... We're
0: learning things because we're, we're starting a podcast for you on Patreon. And, uh, and we're excited to be here because mm-hmm. we genuinely uh, like each other, I think. And we like talking about stuff. But the one thing that I don't like is that the conceit of this whole podcast is that um, Nick, Coral, and y'all are making me watch movies, which I don't do and really don't like. So last night... I watched our second movie. Joey watched his second movie, probably this year. Third movie this year. Fourth movie this year. <laughs> oh, wow. Fourth movie this year. Second movie for this podcast. And hopefully the last one of 2018. Because it was, uh, it was The Thing.
1: Yeah, we watched The Thing. So our first episode was Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, that was Coral's pick, mm-hmm. and my choice was John Carpenter's
0: 1982
1: flick, *The Thing*. Joey... Why does his
0: name always have to be in it? It feels pretentious.
1: Uh I don't know. I feel like it it, it lends itself to like that old school style, like kitschy horror. Mm-hmm. And I think like when you hear his name, you're like, oh, I can kind of understand. The product i 'm getting from him, like I know what the tone is almost,
0: but we 're diving into but we're
1: we're deep diving into the thing. the thing as
0: deep as we can get with my feeble not knowing movie brain
1: that's okay that you don't need to know movies to enjoy a lot of movies, but Joey, had you heard of the thing before we told you to watch it?
0: I was familiar with the thing because of the comic the the fantastic four no the <laughs> thing what comic. comic. I did know there was one. The a from Another Universe. Oh, wow. Oh. Look at you. That's now, great. There was a comic which I was familiar with because I saw the title in a couple places. Uh-huh. And then I know that there was like a remake?
2: Do you, yeah. Do you know, is that comic based on this movie? Is it based on the novella? Is it based on the original based movie? based on the original
0: book. The okay. Or, okay. Which I believe the movie is too. Yes. Yeah. And then there's another movie that's a prequel movie.
2: It's Well, there's a a movie that came out sometime like 2011 that is a prequel to John Carpenter's The Thing, but there is also an earlier adaptation of the novel that came before this yeah. version of it's the thing.
1: It's called The Thing from Another World and it is from 1951.
0: Okay. So, my, I mean, my knowledge of the thing was that there was kind of a comic mm-hmm. and that there was a movie kind of recently and then i didn't know much about it okay um my understanding of it was that uh there was like a snowy frankenstein monster that people were scared of and aliens
1: yeah that's pretty All good right. that's yeah. pretty good that's uh, that's pretty close it's very similar uh but for those of you who haven't seen john carpenters the you Thing. can
0: pause right now and go watch the movie but that's really arduous. so nick is <laughs> <trying to> give <laughs> oh me no pause. that was a spoiler tea. so
1: uh the thing tells the story of a group of american researchers in antarctica who d- encounter the eponymous thing a parasite extraterrestrial life form that assimilates then imitates other organisms the group is overcome by paranoia and conflict as they learn that they can no longer trust each other and that any one of them could be the thing that's what the thing is in a nutshell mm-hmm. um so again we're probably gonna go full spoiler so if you haven't watched the movie I
0: highly recommend you do we do. have to give that disclaimer or is it implied? I mean, I it's, don't know. I think it's worth saying at
2: the top, there's a lot of movie podcasts like review style that don't spoil the movies. That's interesting.
0: I always thought it was interesting. This is a, this is a tangential story, but the little bit of time I was at IGN, people would record something that was a spoiler. They would make it really known to everybody in the office, like, hey, everybody, if you haven't seen whatever the fuck, we're going to be talking about it, so put your spoiler muffs on. Yeah. And I thought that that was really cool. In the beginning, I'm like, "Oh, this feels like respectful and kind of inclusive," but then very quickly I turned the co- the corner and thought it was dumb.
1: I think it's mostly dumb because it's just like get over it. If you if you act like if you care about the thing, like you'll still probably like it if it's a good thing. And yeah,
2: it, and, and there's it. a certain point where like if it's your job to consume yeah. and comment on this specific streak of like media, then yeah. you're probably gonna get Which is spoiled. Weird
0: sometimes it's kind of our job now. Did you ever think that we, that like you or we would be in a position where we're just like talking and commenting on media and other works of art publicly, kind of like a pundit? Yeah,
1: it's kind I, of strange. Yeah.
2: Right? I like it though. Yeah, it's I think fun. it's the thing I'm more naturally cut out for than other things I've done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that just makes me want to ask, what's the thing that you least naturally cut out for that you've done?
2: Uh, it would just be production assistant jobs where I'm responsible for a lot of different people and interactions that I was unfamiliar with, but you have to pretend you know what you're doing. Nah. I'm really bad at pretending I know what I'm doing. Uh, so, those jobs.
0: To be fair, though, I feel like I seldom know when you feel like you're out of your element. Sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm keen to it, but other times mm-hmm. I feel like you're, you're pretty good at hiding it. I'm really uncomfortable... Watching movies. And like, I know that why, that's, why? That, what that's like that, part of what part of this podcast, and like part of, I don't want to say the joke because it's true, but I.
1: Do you feel like you're wasting time? I
0: never was someone to put off homework.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, pretty quickly, I, I became the person who, when I got assigned to do something, it would happen that night, and then I'd be excited a week later when I wasn't like stressed <laughs> about the deadline like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But. For something like this, I didn't watch the thing until last night, even though I've known about it for two weeks. And he yeah. watched it pretty
1: late. It was like <laughs> 11 o'clock. Roughly. Yeah, I didn't,
0: I didn't get done until like almost midnight. So like it, it was it was a rough one. And I don't know why it's it, I feel like I have this mental block for for these things like like it's painful.
2: If we assigned two hours of a TV show that you were not super interested in, but it was fine. Would, you, would it feel as arduous?
0: it would probably feel the same amount of arduous okay i i so i don't, I don't so know like if you just
1: want to watch things that only you are actively interested in that's fine.
0: maybe i feel like it it, it feels I, I was gonna say it feels like work because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. but it i i can't really describe it like i'm really interested i mean I'm it's like, like me playing over. hollow knight <laughs> but nick got really into it and <laughs> yeah. the difference between nick getting really into hollow knight and you watching the thing is that i didn't get really into the thing.
1: Okay. So you mm-hmm. did not like John Carpenter's The Thing.
0: I feel like I need some kind of a some kind of a scale. Yeah, let's get let's get you a scale. I feel we like want I ten need point to five point. No, I th- hundred th- point. I think that's dumb. Okay. I, <laughs> I need a scale. Also, fuck scales. Maybe like a like a ranking system where okay. I can comparatively rank these movies. Oh, watch okay, yeah. What if like we get, rank? Get, get, get like a board where I can keep the top five on it, then maybe like bounce yeah, them out or put good them idea. in. Yeah. Um, so, so between Jurassic Park and The Thing, which one would you <laughs> put on top? So, th- so this is interesting. I enjoyed watching Jurassic Park more. But I enjoyed thinking about the thing exponentially more. Okay, thinking how so? What do you mean? So, what is it that you thought about? I I I was well, I wasn't excited watching the movie. Like when I turned it off and t- or like tried to do a little bit of analysis mm-hmm. or or just thoughtfulness on it, I'm like, okay, there's things here to unpack, which which are which are fun. Something so some, I feel like there were. Something you can sink your teeth into from like a literary analysis perspective, where I from a Jurassic park standpoint watching that, I felt like I was really it, w- it was all spectacle, but no analysis, mm. but from the thing, it was like a little bit of spectacle here and there, but just more analysis after the fact. so I feel like maybe that makes it better for what we're going to be doing because we can we can dive into some of that stuff and it won't we'll just be like complaining about uh how they decided to shoot the movie but i guess if if i if i were to give like a like a like a ebert and Roper thing it would be like one thumb side do you have a middle review (laughs) is it a five point scale or a four point that's just a one
1: thumb up i don't know did they do
0: that no what do they do because it's like did they do thumbs it was like two down one down no they ranked
1: it out of five yeah then what's the middle one what do you mean (laughs) Well, if, if there's five, they would each give like their impressions, I believe. but who, who, who did
0: the thumbs up thing?
1: I think that was Ebert though. yeah but, but like if you look at their website, it is out of a scale of some sort, not just like thumb up or thumb down. It was like a, a five or ten point scale.
0: Huh Well, I, I would give it a firm medium. I don't know I think I gave Jurassic Park a thumbs down. so I think relatively this gets I guess gets a no thumbs.
1: Okay, so does that
0: mean it's higher than Jurassic Park? Yeah, I don't no really, thumbs is confusing. Yeah, No thumbs is confusing? Because yeah. I feel like it's two thumbs at the top, then one thumb, then no thumbs, then a thumb down, then two, then thumbs, two down. thumbs down. Like, like, no thumbs is like a me. But, so it would be a C. But this is like... It would be a C.
2: This scale is like a colloquial, like, if someone asks you about a move and you... Literally give them two thumbs up. If someone asks you about a movie and you just stand there, that doesn't express <laughs> well, medium
0: well, like what well, like a thumb sideways. Maybe like, like a, a
2: wavy flat
1: palm.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like a yeah, there you go. Like limp, like, like, like the just, limp just, wrist. It's <laughs> just wafering. Yeah. yeah. If you would convert this five point scale to a five point scale, it'd be a three or a C. Where I think yes. Jurassic Park was a two or a D. Okay. Okay. What it's an just, elaborate! We'll figure out. <laughs> we'll figure out the scale. So I, have a I problem. feel like you just made, made it more complicated. I have a problem with scales because I don't think that on a five point scale a one or a five should exist.
2: I understand that belief if you're talking about like a larger scale, but in a five point scale, you have to just
0: on a scale of know that, that 10, it, there's
2: going to be some compression. On
0: a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. one and ten should not exist because That's, those are I'll accept that. those are perfect or negative perfect. I accept which is that. impossible.
1: Okay, so what was your ranking on this movie? Uh,
0: a, a wavy hand. Okay, sideways. So a sideways wafer. So it's hand. a medi
1: a mediocre film, according to Joey.
0: Shh, it It's a median film. It median. would be right at the median. Okay, that's I guess a ringing endorsement. Well, what do he- you two think of the thing? To to kind of get to kind of get your background. Uh,
2: well, the thing is probably one of my favorite movies, at least like a sci-fi kind of movie. It's definitely up there for me. It's all about mood and the the effects for me or what I enjoy most about the thing. I feel like it captures a, a creepy paranoia vibe very well by setting it in the snow and having all these people distrust each other, and I just it's some of my favorite horror effects in any movie ever.
0: So, do you feel offended that I give it a wavering wavy hand?
2: Uh, I mildly. I was probably more Upset with your stronger dislike of Jurassic Park than I am of this. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Nick, thoughts on the thing? Uh, I I think the
1: the thing is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I have a, a quite a few favorite movies, but I, I think this one manages to overcome a lot of like mental barriers I have when it comes to horror. I am not a fan of gross things. I am not a fan of gore, but this movie doesn't. Don't a...
0: like horror, right? Huh.
1: You don't like horror? I love horror. Okay. I don't like it when things are gross for the sake of being gross. But I think this movie handles it in a way that's cool. And it's surprising, it's shocking, and it's exciting at the same time. Um, And also, it handles some of my favorite subject matter. So, like, one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes is the monsters are loose on Maple Street. It's the idea that there are aliens loose in this little suburb. And the humans are like, well, you're an alien. No, you're an alien. And they Mm -hmm. start ripping each other apart and the aliens just kind of sit back and are like hey this is great we do this wherever we go the humans just tear each other apart we don't have to do anything and i love the idea that humans innately are distrustful of each other when put into high stress situations and what better high stress situation (laughs) than stuck in the antarctic with an alien life form that is assimilating and transforming people you thought you knew it's so cool and i love that i I think the the score itself really uh like sells the paranoia it's so creepy and i love like the the wind in the background at all times Mm -hmm. like it's just you feel cold while you're watching the movie which i really dig also kurt russell total babe in this movie
2: this is this is top tier kurt russell this
1: is my favorite kurt russell rendition big mustache and those good glasses at the beginning. Mm. Very good glasses.
0: Can I complain about some superficial things? Yeah, go ahead. You you'd commented on feeling cold during the movie. Mm-hmm. But I was annoyed that none of them ever looked cold for being in the Antarctic.
2: They were literally cold. Yeah. For what more, it's worth.
0: <laughs> more towards the end. Mm-hmm. Or like physically while shooting the movie, they were cold. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they were actually cold.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you know why they were cold? Because anyone actually working in the Antarctic would not be wearing those clothes.
1: Yeah, they'd definitely be a little bit more. But, again, they they got to sell it for I get years.
0: it. Like, you know, you're you're making, like, these characters, you need to see faces and stuff. But the exactly. fact that they're literally in the Antarctic and have, like, a jacket on is, like – you're in the Antarctic. super insulated, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, they get those super jackets yeah. with all their super dynamite. I mean,
1: speaking of fashion, though, going back to Kurt Russell's glasses in the beginning, those are I'm pretty sure designed so that you can actually look outside during the day because everything is so blinding. So I yeah. thought that that was like a really cool attention to same, detail. Same that with the
0: with. with the Norwegian, not Swedish, um, dude. He's mm-hmm. wearing those goggles that are that are slits to help you. See in the snow during the day. I didn't get why they started that joke and then just dropped the shit out of it. What do you mean? The joke? Like, they, they kept on calling them Swedes and then one person was really adamant about them being Norwegian. And I don't understand. Like, that didn't pay off. Did that pay off? Was I very confused? No, I, I think it's just
1: a commentary on people being dismissive of just like European identities. It's just like, yeah, yeah it doesn't
2: I don't think really it's setting something yeah. up. Yeah,
0: it doesn't it, really It felt matter. like it was because it was so prominent. Yeah, that's it, fair. It was so prominent. I'm like, oh, what's like, okay, this, this dude's like really pro Norway or something.
1: Well, Joey, you weren't the only one to hate the movie because when the film released, it released to massive negative reviews and was described as instant junk wretched excess, and proposed as the most hated film of all time.
0: Is that because people just didn't like that it was gross, or is it because the acting was bad?
1: Uh, It's because they thought it was gross. Uh, Reviews praised the special effects, uh, but also criticized their repulsiveness. And many believe that... (laughs) What a fucking world it
0: was, (laughs) what, 30 years ago?
1: A lot of people believe that the failure to impress audiences came from uplifting alien movies like E.T., which also came out around the same time. And that offered a more optimistic take, whereas The Thing is a lot more nihilistic. But that just
0: speaks to, like, America and, like, oh, absolutely. emotions. But
1: it goes to your average summer goer because this was released in the summer.
0: But this was, this was made to be kind of like a, a B-movie, right? Because it has that vibe like it's supposed to be a B-movie.
1: It was one of the most expensive horror movies, I think, shot to that point.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a uh, so was it not supposed to have a B movie vibe or was that part of the thing? Or or does it feel like it has a B movie vibe in retrospect because I don't have much of a knowledge or appreciation for that time period? I
1: think it in retrospect for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the only thing that you have an indicator to its B horror roots that we see from like the thing in another world is the opening sequence where we see the flying saucer going through space. And that feels very dated. Like, I'm sure when you... What, what did you think? The first thing I wrote was
0: space question mark.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. like it, it looks rough. Yeah. It looks really icky. But
0: I think that is the thing that looks and sells the most, like, B-horror. It, it was really hard to hook me from the beginning. I mm-hmm. feel I feel like the hook of the movie didn't do a lot for me because it was space, old space, okay... Guy hanging out of helicopters shooting dog with, like, the worst gun effects I've ever seen. <laughs> like, th- this guy is shooting, like, a forty-five that has no recoil.
1: But didn't you want to know why no,
0: he was shooting no the muzzle dog? flash. And, huh? like, <laughs> it, it, it looked so bad. Uh-huh. And the, the sound effects just feel so dated and not laid into the actual gun. And... He had, like, some Star Wars Stormtrooper shooting.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: That, that 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 whole, like, all those things together, which I feel like individually are kind of petty, just really made me roll my eyes from moment one because I'm like...
1: So you didn't care why he was shooting at the dog?
0: I'm, I'm probably like... Kind of fuck this guy. Like, what kind of is this? Is, <laughs> is this for sport? Like, is this is this some weird like Arctic sport that they do for fun? Okay. Like, I I didn't understand why he was shooting at the dog. I was I guess slightly angry that he's shooting at a dog because I'm like, okay, it's, don't do that. Well, that's good then. The 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 lack of of effects for the gun and his poor shooting just really wanted me to pull out really quick.
1: I, I think the only thing that I can have sympathy. With, for you and with you <laughs> is the moment immediately after where the helicopter lands and the dog runs up to uh i think it was kurt russell or one of the other people also fun fact about this movie i love it i don't know anyone's name except McCready and childs yeah that's oh, it it's yeah, tough to yeah, keep i did the thing straight. like
0: i did with raptor pervert and jurassic park <laughs> where i just wrote man who hates chess fat scientist dude and man
1: who hates chess is kurt russell
0: yeah, that's Macready. So then I saw the end credits, really skipping the entire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> skipping the entire movie, and I'm like, "These are famous people?
1: Not, not, not all not of really. them. No, I'd say no. Kurt Russell is probably the definitely the most famous one.
2: Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I I recognize Childs, who is Keith David. Yeah, but I I wouldn't have been able to know his name.
1: Yeah, I don't know anyone's name except for our Lord and Savior Wilford Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's in this I saw movie. Wolfram, yeah, he was actually cast because he was deemed unremarkable, and that when the uh, audience, he he was chosen specifically because he has a type of face you wouldn't realize is missing until the moment the filmmaker needs you to realize he's missing, and and to lend significance and weight to his disappearance, mm. which so I thought was really didn't interesting.
0: Pick people for their acting ability because it felt <laughs> like there's that's all a the bit thing in the movie is so. I should be more poetic, but I'm not going to be and just say bad. Interesting. What made it mm. bad? It felt like everyone was, like, looking slightly off camera to their cue card and being like, oh, yeah, that's my line. Let me say it in the most robotic voice possible.
1: Interesting. I don't mm. think I've ever heard their criticism of the movie before. Really?
0: Go, like, I, I wish I had, like, clips. I, I wish I could have pulled clips <laughs> that were just, like... People talking in robotic voices. It seems like there's not a genuine interaction between a lot of the characters, but a lot of them just reading lines at each other. I
2: I never had an issue with the acting in the movie, but I would posit, and maybe this is me being overly uh, optimistic with it, is that that would be somewhat intentional because the driving force of this movie is a lack of human-to-human trust and a lack of being able to reach out and feel the humanity of another person and questioning the humanity of the people around you.
0: Which is... Really cool if that's the case because mm-hmm. it could be interpreted as intentional. I think I, I mean I think that's a valid analysis. Mm-hmm. But I feel like on a very surface level, for me, I felt a lot of the times being like, "Who are these? Like, this is who they cast." It it, it, it the acting often felt rigid. Um, I thought it was cool that they that uh, there there were mostly distinct. There were some distinct characters, like. Mm-hmm um uh the one guy who wasn't white
2: there were two guys who weren't
0: yeah white. there's two guys that aren't white Fuck, i already messed up i <laughs> knew that i knew that the, the, the one who
1: smoked weed or the one who did it the what? one
2: dancing around to superstition and rollerblading or the
1: guy yeah. who was no that guy's
0: guy an asshole <laughs> 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 hey man i just got shocked can you turn your music down okay doesn't turn music down like can you have a little bit of sympathy for your well, buddy i, you I think shocked? that
1: that kind of couples it, it that's like built like it's a it's a building block to the sense of paranoia because like it's one thing to be paranoid that your neighbor might not be who they say they are but it's another for them to be like oh i have a history with this person and they haven't always treated me the best possible way in the past like that's another one of those like little bit of character development that i really like in this movie you can tell every character has a history with each other
0: yeah and i don't know part part like, there's a, there's a part of me that feels like someone in a seventh grade literature class that's like, did the author really mean that, or are we just projecting for the sake of literary I uh, mean, this, or- mo- this movie
1: went through several different drafts, several different writers, and, like, I, for what this movie's about, I think it's pretty safe to say that a lot of the character building stuff is kind of intentional.
0: Yeah. If, if the character building is intentional and good, then why do you know no one's name?
1: I, that's just the me thing. That's that's a my personal. I also fault.
2: don't think the individuals in this movie are important. Yeah, it, it's, it's a group more, dynamic. It's, it's
1: more so the, the personality of them. Like I don't think it's important to know their name, but it's more so like oh who they were and what role they play, kind of thing.
2: And they're all given kind of like similar names to an extent like they're all they all go by like their last name and it's one or two syllables and yeah it's common words or names that you're comfortable it
0: was hard for me to try and follow along with names which Mm -hmm. is why i eventually resorted to um you know your your nicknaming method yeah my nickname method also it's easy to um i think by my count this movie takes course over three days Roughly,
1: yeah. That's about right. Mm-hmm.
0: it's easy to remember who everyone is because everyone is cartoon characters and <laughs> does not have a change of outfit. They wear the same clothes every day.
1: I mean, and when well, you're crisis still...
2: strikes, you're yeah. not going to be like, I wore this shirt for 12 hours. I yeah, better absolutely. put another shirt on before I deal with the alien.
1: But when crisis strikes, I, again, going back to Joey's like, weird, bad acting stuff, I think the only moment of this movie that I actively dislike is how the the, the American researchers get marooned. Is mm-hmm. when the Norwegian lands and he goes to throw the grenade or like the phosphorus grenade and it, he, he pulls the pin and it slips out of his hand and he goes, oh, <laughs> and then he runs away <laughs> and then dives and he gets, he destroys his thing mm-hmm. and then he gets shot in the face, which is really cool. But like, I think when he destroys the helicopter is the only moment of the movie I don't like. I feel like it's too, like, I was, oh, of course I he feel like the I feel like I looked
0: away when the helicopter got destroyed because I'm like, how did that happen? Like, <laughs> it landed.
1: Like, what? He threw the grenade. Well, he was about to throw the grenade, and it slips out of his hand, and it lands underneath the helicopter.
0: It was. So those death scenes in the beginning, I thought, were a really interesting contrast to, um, like, all the other practical effects, which I think we'll get to more in depth in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like all the practical effects were so cool and so intricate, but all the human deaths seemed that almost
1: that mundane, right?
0: Mundane and like, what did they spend all their blood budget on? Everything else, kinda. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who died, like, must have had no blood in their body. People get shot in the face, and it's like, where's the where's the blood?
1: Yeah, no, they—that's exactly it. They spent all their money on the (laughs) prosthetics for the creature, for sure.
0: Yeah, because and you see the you see some of the Norwegians dying before the other stuff. So I'm like, at first, my my first instinct for all the the practical effects are like, oh, these seem kind of weak because my experience for the first like ten minutes of the movie is like, people who die without any blood or like prosthetics or squibs or anything, and then like bad guns. Yeah, and then that really is a one eighty when we get to the actual anamorphics the big reveal and practical effects the big reveal of the the thing the monster yeah mm-hmm.
1: speaking of the thing what did you think it was what did you think it looked like because clearly you knew it was the dog at a certain point right
0: yeah I mean they really I, th- I think they almost telegraph too much in the movie like they make such a point to like keep showing the dog for frames here and there to be like mm-hmm. hey don't forget about this hey this is important hey this is probably like a thing hey think about the dog hey you remember the dog hey, the dog's still here um yeah. I, I feel like there's a little like it's a little heavy-handed in that regard and it's also a little heavy-handed later on when they um basically have to explain to the audience that oh but what if it can affect other people like Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you, well, almost... you, you don't know how it works
1: though and, and I think that's what makes the movie work for the audience at least personally but, is the idea that you're playing a game with the audience at this point
0: no so so that that's really cool but the fact that they have to explain in script hey this thing can can take over other people and become perfect images of them mm-hmm. feels like something that shouldn't have to be explained so bluntly like that that, that should be something that's mm-hmm. like Picked up on, or kind of like the the audience comes to the realization of it isn't isn't handed to on a silver platter by the script.
2: You don't think these characters would have to have like a what the fuck is going on ex like talk it through moment yeah, with each they're, other? Though? They're
1: scientists. Like,
2: but th- they that's don't what all they act do.
0: like scientists. Like they're stoned, they can barely cook. They get mad at computers and spill drinks in them. I don't like, think
1: he he actively didn't spill. He did. He purposefully put the.
2: Yeah, exactly. Drink. So yeah. They
0: don't even feel like scientists. Like, also, what's
2: even... wait, they don't feel like scientists. They cook
0: and get stoned. <laughs> they, they cook poorly. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not exactly that's like nothing to do with scientists. I didn't understand what they were doing up there.
1: Like, does anyone know what scientists in Antarctica there's, actually do? But it do? seemed like they were just in a clubhouse. Like, like, <laughs> like what the fuck is there Well,
2: like Kurt Russell's job is a helicopter pilot. He's not gonna have much to do during the day.
0: Yeah, he flies around and the cook cooks stuff and the yeah. There I kind of
2: assume everyone like, has and like, like a like
0: general because it's probably like a military thing. Yeah. But that's I don't know what they're the doing. Why do they need flamethrowers? Because
2: 'Cause they're in the Arctic and they might have to melt stuff sometimes.
0: Yeah. Like what? Snow,
1: Snow.
0: <laughs> yeah, ice. Things that get frozen. If they
2: get there's storms and they're stuck, like snowed in. If if their helicopter gets frozen in a piece of their...
0: so you just blast an helicopter yeah. the helicopter with flame
2: Yes, I'm not. I I have no qualms with them needing fire in <laughs> yeah. the Arctic wilderness. That doesn't bother me in the they slightest.
0: Needed more headgear, <laughs> less flamethrowers. They had so much like. They had supplies for days. Anything that you could ever want. They're like, oh, here, let me go run to the supply <laughs> closet and get all this wood or dynamite or my flamethrowers or. I get all the reasonable things. Yeah. That I feel like they'd like
1: have a in military the base. Like Maybe if army. we knew what they were doing I there. I think they're excavation of some sort. They're doing some sort of excavation or like some sort of like, I don't know, climate thing. Yeah. I have zero idea of what scientists do in the Antarctic. Me either. Because <laughs> it was. <laughs> that's but that's, that's fine. That's not the point of the movie. But like <laughs> go going back to the dog though, it, it is very very blunt and very heavy-handed with how they show the dog. Yeah. But I think it's very interesting that they end it on a very ominous note where you see someone shadow and you see the dog walk into a door and then the ominous music plays and then it fades to black. The the the, the shadow looks up to recognize the dog, but that's it. You don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. And that's when the games start. And, I, and that's where the fun starts, in my opinion, because you're like, oh, shit. Well, w- I have an idea of what this movie's about. What happened to that dude? And is he still the same dude? That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and you, you get there, and then, you know, everyone starts to realize that there's a thing going on when the dog transforms.
1: Yeah, there's the big, the big like, huge reveal mm-hmm. in the dog shed, which is probably one of my favorite moments of, like, anything because it is such a cool gratuitous gross ass reveal it's, mm-hmm. it's so nasty and I think that all of the players that we see in in the in the movie they they all have I think a pretty reasonable logical reaction to seeing something so horrifying but Joey how did you feel about the big reveal of the the thing
0: I was just infatuated with the way that it looked
1: It looks amazing in 2018 mm-hmm. it looks so good
0: not not a hundred percent of of the of the thing props and anamorphs hold up but the dog does almost the most and most of them look phenomenal so there's only a couple that look like a little weird plasticky. Mm-hmm. but it, it looked so cool and to see the 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 squirting glue effect to see it consuming other things to see the stuff that's jutting out and all the changes that it goes through, I'm like, this is really cool. Like, I just want to deconstruct how this prop was made. Yeah.
1: It, it does look like a creature was interrupted mid-evolution. Like, mm-hmm. if something could evolve in the blink of an eye, it looks like it got interrupted, which is why it's so disturbing.
2: Yeah, it's truly, like, it is horrific. <laughs> it's not like a personified monster that you'd see in a different horror movie. It is, like, taking the physicality of a creature and just debasing it to its grossest, most like upsetting form. And it's so creepy.
0: What is it? I always want to know. But but, so my thing is though, is it still in, in, in 2018 does it still hold up to that aspect of horror? Because though I think the horror really comes from the existential horror Mm -hmm. that, that, that the film kind of makes you think about, but I feel like originally more of the horror comes from the the gore or the props, but now that almost seems comical. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. Mm -hmm. I I would say when it hit then, the the gore and stuff like that definitely had an effect on people as we saw, but I think it does have a tendency to be like, hey, this is what you look like on the inside, audience member, Like, it's not that different than you and that's what's kind of weird and upsetting I
2: yeah think. you have like a pile of weird wet organs that are just hanging out so you all they are
0: wet
1: yeah it's yes. very wet <laughs> very very moist also what is it shooting at the dog the liquid i've always wanted I, yeah like it's some so
2: acid that horrible. just dissolves the dog oh <laughs>
1: that's how it shoots liquid it's disgusting it's like pink did you okay so did you think that was the end of it then when they shot it with the flamethrower and killed it, because well, you no, would,
0: because you see, they they set it up
1: to escape. You, you think, oh, it's gonna get away, but they, they it doesn't.
0: They you see part of it going to the raptors. Mm-hmm. So like they, they, it's shown that like it's well, not. Well, it falls falling. down.
1: Though.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make it.
1: It doesn't make it. It, it falls down. They it, it, they effectively
0: kill it.
2: Yeah, it starts to do a pull up, but it's one thing, and it falls back down. Mm-hmm.
1: Because they wreck.
0: what I I I I in my understanding or I guess ignorance or blindness I'm like oh there's there's a little part of it that got away mm mm-hmm. I mean we know there's a part of it that got away when it's when it already consumed other things yeah
1: then that's that's part of the fun then it's like well if, if they killed it then what does that mean for the thing we saw earlier yeah and then kind of piggybacking off that I think the next big moment is the the uh, autopsy scene which is also a really good dramatic reveal as well uh, do because it's,
0: you... it's gross. Yeah, and it's like... it's
1: done so well though. It's executed so well. I think it is pure horror at that point. It is pure shock. It's pure uh, release,
0: I guess, in some to some extent. Maybe I don't really understand what horror is because I th- I see horror and I think like like spooky or jump scary or like, I or like I jump I jump scared during
1: that scene for sure. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I where like... he goes to like defibrillate the creature, and then it just
2: yeah and it yeah well, those are
1: different scenes oh the autopsy versus the yeah the defibrillator, that's my bad, I got those mixed up
0: yeah it's it's uh it's i mean it i I just like watching the effects my my brain though is why are they like why are they taking it upon themselves to do this right now like where's I feel like that's again, they're scientists that's a, i feel like that's a pretty reasonable thing for at least yeah, one well, it's
2: giant creepy
0: call the gear. white house
1: <laughs> well they couldn't though they've already they already established that the storm was interrupting everything mm-hmm. that yeah they, 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 had, they had
0: like communication problems they got marooned. But, but like maybe quarantine but i
2: don't think they have any reason to think that it's an infection at that point it's it's some weird
0: yeah it's a, it's a creature it's that a they cr- killed it's
2: a monster it's a weird animal they haven't seen before. but if you were no... there
0: on that station you'd be like well time to cut this thing open everything seems cool i
2: think if you happened across a strange animal you hadn't seen before and it died and you're a bunch of scientists you're probably going to cut it open
0: and they'll be like they'll
1: name this animal after you it's like oh shit yeah i think nobody's ever had this opportunity before. natural
2: curiosity and you're not they're not thinking this is an alien this is an infection this is anything like that they're just oh this is some gross ass thing and it's already dead let's see what the deal is
1: and, and, and I do think that the, the, the creature itself is designed in a way that it, it does make sense. It's not just gross for the sake of being gross. Like, it does look like someone, who, whoever designed the, the, the prosthetics for all this was like, no, this is, it would look like this, and it would have this organ here, and mm-hmm. it, it, it all the, makes sense And You see, like, the
2: bones twisting out of shape inside yeah. of it.
1: Which is really impressive. But then we see the source of the thing, where it came from. McGreedy takes a, a crew in the helicopter to the Norwegians' base, and then we see it was embedded in the ice. Again, super like fifties style UFO trope. But h- how did yeah. you feel about that? I, I feel like that's another one that I immediately thought of that you wouldn't really like that part.
0: I just I feel like it just feels dated today, and I don't know, like the, the the reference to be like understanding that is cool f- or of a time period i'm like okay this is like just a plot device like yeah. okay they know it's a they know it's an alien now maybe yeah. like oh ufos mm-hmm. they know um, it came from outer space to some yeah. extent yeah like that's it, it, it it's it's a plot device that just felt a little bit dated but i can i guess understand why
2: the spaceship stuff has always been my least favorite and i feel like it would be just as effective if they just found that it had been dug in up out of the ice and was super old. Like I don't feel like it needs to have a, a UFO that crash landed and has been there for a while. And yeah. I mean, that also the spaceship scenes are the scenes that have like the matte painting backdrop that make it look very Star Warsy. Yeah. Um, so I kind of agree about the spaceship stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I do think it would work better if we just didn't know where the thing came from. Mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be scarier to some extent.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... It, it it just didn't. I'm like, okay, this is this is this is a plot point. This is a beat, and that's kind of the extent of it. Like, okay, let's get back to the base and then share everything that we found. Oh no, people are going crazy.
2: Yeah, this movie was also like it was circling pre-production for a long time, and I think it got the final push to make it happen after Alien was so successful. So I'm curious if there's any aspect of like we need to really drum up the Alien aspect of this because yeah. we're kind of
1: audiences love Alien. Yeah. From a business standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense since this movie was in production hell for quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Joey, I, we, you took so many notes. I feel like we haven't poured into any of them. Well, uh, What are some well, of I mean the Well I have
0: been talking about some of them just just very sneakily like I wrote. Steve Jobs has to explain the plot. Which
1: one's Steve Jobs?
0: The guy who looks like Steve Jobs.
2: I can't think of anyone that looks like bald the in glasses.
1: The one who shot the pistol?
0: No, 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 no. no. The one who, who explained the plot in the airplane to. to Got it. Okay. I, I guess. All right. I feel like he was turtlenecking and Steve Jobs. <laughs> J- Steve Jobs. Like he had the glasses, maybe. I don't know. I wanted to call him Steve Jobs. I'm like, oh, well, he has to just explain the plot to everybody. Okay. Oh, well, look at this thing. It can be taken over anyone. Who do you know?
1: What was it about the movie that you actually liked, if anything? Outside of the prosthetics, was there any story beats that stuck out to you that were like, whoa?
0: Oh, okay, or not. or did any of the scared do you get scared <laughs> do I get scared <laughs> yeah. no, I don't get scared man and I I I did not get startled throughout the whole movie and part of and I don't like the feeling of being scared which is why normally I don't watch horror movies or like play horror or suspensive video games because it, it doesn't it it gives me more of an anxiety that I don't enjoy versus a release that I do enjoy
1: which brings us to the blood scene and the, through the magic of editing, I'm going to throw this before our ending talk. <laughs> but what did you think about testing the blood? Because that's I how you found out who, who was infected or not. And the apprehension of like, you're not going to test my blood.
0: I have, I have this problem. I, I, I need to get over the, the, the whole me wanting to nitpick. Mm -hmm. small things because I feel like it's not constructive, but it drove me crazy that they decided to take a scalpel to their thumbs.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's such a movie trope too. It's either the thumbs or just like a huge cut right across the middle of your palm which is terrible. Yeah, I feel like I'd
1: probably do like maybe right here or something. Yeah. Right on the elbow.
0: A little bit of blood there, but like (laughs) even if you were going to take it from a finger because fingers bleed really well, Mm -hmm. maybe a pinky or not. You're like, do you know how fucking painful it's gonna be yeah try and use your human thumb after you cut basically underneath the fingernail yeah why did they all do that
1: i do think that's definitely of like john carpenter's whore like now nah, let's just shoot, let's
0: just get some blood in there also while most of the props looked good the fake thumbs looked really bad
2: <laughs> there i didn't really notice the thumbs but there's a part where and it kind of telegraphs that something's about to happen, a shot of Kurt Russell holding the dish with the blood, and you see it's like shot from below, and you just get kind of his hand holding the dish in the bottom of the frame, and that hand is so fake. It's a completely different color than his other hand that's also in frame, and it's just like, wow, I wonder if
0: If something's gonna happen to that
2: that hand right now.
0: Also sidebar, we can talk about how completely ludicrous it is to use a flamethrower indoors. Because... If you're panicked, I could see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone would suffocate. Oh, really? Because the flamethrower and the fire and the gas eats the oxygen in the room.
1: I thought it was more of like a napalm situation. It, like
0: it has
2: like a effect. pilot light. I didn't think it was...
0: Well, no, no. no like, like, having it on, is fine. But as soon as you start throwing that much flame in a room, mm-hmm. your gut, like, just the carbon monoxide alone is problematic, but you would suffocate because the oxygen would burn in the
1: room. Oh, okay. There you which
0: can. is... The fact that they kept on using the flamethrower in such close, confined quarters was like, you all should be dead right but now.
1: But I feel like the average audience member doesn't know stuff like that.
0: How fireworks? i bet the average audience member, when they watched the movie, didn't get a lot of things because well, I feel like it really is I, something. But
1: I, I think there's this, I think the thing that I th- I'm slowly owning in on for how you watch movies is you have the failure to suspend disbelief for That's things. That's what I
0: wrote down here. Yeah. For um,
1: things that don't matter. Because they're not Not, integral to the plot, you know?
0: I wrote. And that's
1: not a slam on you, but that's definitely the thing that you.
0: I wrote. I'm trying to read it because I'm not (laughs) the best. I said, not a fan of things where I have to suspend so much disbelief. I don't think that's what I wrote for Baby. But
2: I think that's interesting that you consider the fact that they used a flamethrower too much indoors extensive. Disbelieve.
0: I'm not saying that I'm right. Like, like, it's yeah. pro- like this is but a problematic attitude that I have.
1: That's just yeah. That's just how Joey
0: watches movies. Mm-hmm. That's but how then Joey then that's watches. That's just movies. how I think about everything, mm. right?
2: Yeah, I think part of it is you're trying to put these stories in the real world, and at the end of the day, this is this is just a fiction that yeah, someone just at, made up
1: and Every, to tell a story. Ev- everything is in in service to the message that you walked away with. You did say that it made you
0: think about things. Well, yeah, so, so, so the movie turns off and you're like... Well, what
1: did, what did you... I guess we'll just skip to the end, but like, what did you think about the ending where it's just Childs and MacReady kind of staring each other down? It, it, it ends in a pretty interesting note that I don't think a lot of movies would have the guts to do. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that it's interesting because you, you can interpret it in a logical way. It's like, oh, look mm-hmm. at these people. are just going to How did you interpret it? That, of, that eventually McCready will kill the other dude because he's a whatever we want to call them things.
1: Who's the thing? Childs? Yeah. Or McCready?
0: The one who is. The wearing... black
1: guy or the white guy?
0: <laughs> I don't know why you got to bring it to that.
1: I, I think that's actually a pretty interesting thing that there, there's a black guy and a white guy left at the end. I thought that was interesting. From well, they were the standpoint. two strongest characters.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, ch- Childs is. I would I wouldn't say a hundred percent because we discussed earlier a hundred percent and uh-huh. ten out of tens don't exist. I'd say ninety eight percent. It's alluded <laughs> to that he's a thing. Hmm. I don't
2: I don't get that from the end. I feel like it's, pretty fifty fifty.
1: I've I've always no. heard one thing that always like has colored my perception of the ending. Mm. It's the idea that. Uh, Wait.
0: I I don't know what you're going to say, but um, I, I guess I feel like I should say mine first. Yeah, go Just, for it. Uh, he's wearing a different colored coat at the end.
1: So you're thinking that the thing messed up in replicating.
0: Well, no. We know that the thing destroys people's clothes when they take them. Mm, mm. That's, 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 that's I feel like that, that's a point that, that's very beat out in the movie, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why like people were either attacked at night who have the same clothes or you see people with like ripped up long johns or other things like the uh, we know that that the transformation process doesn't do well with clothing and I think that it was really deliberate at the end to show uh, Childs in the room with all the coats looking outside and then we come back and like the coats are different on the wall and he's not there and then the final scene for the first time ever because he was wearing, like, a dark blue or black coat for the whole movie, which was super consistent. He was wearing a white coat at the end.
1: Interesting. That's a that's a, that's a really good uh, note that I totally missed out on. Yeah. And I've seen the movie a bunch.
0: Well, maybe you just, like, paid more attention, <laughs> Nick.
1: <laughs> uh, I w- uh, the thing that I had always heard that really, like, colored my perception of the ending is that Joey's right. I think Childs is the thing mm-hmm. and it's because of the scene where uh mccready's like burning a lot of the shit down and he specifically needs a i think it's kerosene or gasoline or something and uh the 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 cantini he has at the end i'm pretty sure it's just full of the the, the liquid he was using to burn down the entire facility uh, nitroglycerin that's what it is
0: so you're saying that he watched that the thing drink he not. drank
1: nit- nitroglycerin kind of like preparing it's so like i am mentally not going to react mm even though it's going to be hard as hell because I want to see how this thing reacts. Mm. And again, an alien creature would be like,
0: mm, yes, good, <laughs> liquid. I enjoy this thing. But clearly... If I it's don't a know. Human, I, I think that, that MacReady is an alcoholic and it would make sense in my mind for him to keep a bottle of scotch as he is dying because he would like to be drunk. So I, I feel like
1: he's smarter, though, than most of the people. Like, I think he's street smart in a way a lot of the people aren't. Like I, I think he, I think he gets people. He understands how people work, and I think that's what kind of keeps Macready alive.
0: What what would be the argument, Coral, for Macready to be a thing?
2: I I don't think, I don't think Mac is the thing either. I feel like it was just like
1: you don't think p- any of them are the thing.
2: Not in the last two. I feel like it could be Childs or not. And part of for me the fear of that is like these two people will destroy each other which has happened throughout the movie, that they, they kill people who didn't have the infection or weren't the thing or anything. Um, and just like that, the terror of just like knowing that you're going to destroy yourself and someone else for suspicion and leaving it on that note.
1: And it's that's part of the, the I guess, the overall message of the movie that's just leaving you with uh, the ambiguity is the horror. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's just what it is. Like, like the horror is the realization that... This is what happens when you can't trust people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can bring outside of a movie into your life and then think about like the consequences of, you know, the the, the dread and seeds of mistrust mm-hmm. between other people. And how those you seeds know.
1: grow for sure.
0: It, uh, trust leaves on goes on horseback and walks home. There's a saying that <laughs> what? I think I just butchered <laughs> Trust leaves on horseback. But walks home, leaves on horseback and walks home.
2: Just the idea that okay. you lose trust quickly and gain it slowly.
0: That's what I'm is saying. Okay. But there's, okay. yeah, there's, <laughs> uh, there's, I think there's there. like a verb I'm not using properly. Hmm. Words are hard. But it's it's um, uh, you know, uh, it's 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 cool to see that that you can take that back to your life and be like, oh, this is you know, tr- trusting people is is hard and, and yeah. chaotic, and if you one little seed of distrust really causes everyone to kill each other because you can't trust anyone in a life or a situation which is cool and um i think also holistically taking away the idea uh, of what an important role misinformation plays for the audience and for the characters Mm -hmm. is cool because i'm sure that you could go back and you know watch the movie with a different perspective in mind and, and try and analyze people's knowing who was and was not things, what what they're thinking are, or what their perspective on everyone else is because we as an audience don't know and that's part of the fun, right?
1: And I, I think the movie accomplished its mission By giving you that idea, yeah, and and that's how I typically watch movies. Like, it's the idea. Like, okay, is this conveying a message? If so, what is it? Is it a valid message? Is it worthwhile? Do people need to hear it? And how does it do it?
0: Like, yeah, and because like I feel like the thing, the message the thing would be conveying is that the thing isn't like Jason or Freddy or something. It's, It's not like unidentifiable character human monster it's like a set of ideas mm-hmm. which which i think is cool that like human fear and paranoia can stem from so many different just social interactions and can spring up in, in group scenarios and group think and like that i think is a really cool message which is why i think the film's cool to think about because it it's not it doesn't feel like a horror movie where there's like a villain, even though there is, because the villain can take on so many different fears, because it, it it preys it preys on like just you know the the fear of lost life. It preys on the fear of paranoia. Uh-huh. It it preys on all these different aspects of human psychology, which which is cool.
1: No, completely agree, um, and I think just that pretty much sums up the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Be- before we can. I guess wrap it up is uh, there's one thing I've always wanted to tell people whenever they're like, oh, I watched the thing. Like, oh, it's a cool thing. I like it or whatever. There's a, a short story. I don't know who wrote it, but um, it, it's, it's a short story that's in universe. And it's the story of the thing, but told from the monster's perspective. Mm. And it's pretty damn good. Like, it's, it's horrifying, it's very scary, and you get, I, I, I don't think it's written from the writer of the movie, but you get an insight into how the monster thinks, which is pretty interesting.
0: So my understanding is that the thing isn't one monster. Mm-hmm. Like, every iteration of the thing is its own own living being that's not like working it, it, it's not like a game of mafia uh-huh. where like all the th- all the th- we like, like 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 it's a game of misinformation all the things know who the other things are and it's it's about trying to win collectively they're all trying to win individually which is why when there's multiple things in the room with humans like they're not necessarily working together because they're they all focused on their own survival best. instinct regardless of their Allies, because other things aren't necessarily their allies, even though they want to like recreate and, and spawn and do more and, and, and like get rid of these other people. Uh-huh. It, like every all the things are added for themselves. So like you would only get the perspective of like one a given thing, thing at a time. Because because even yeah all yeah. So that, I've always yeah.
1: interpreted as they are assimilating in that they can, they are all an extension from the original creature, but they all have their own agency. And they don't really care about the original, but they are still an extension of it.
2: Yeah, I get kind of a hive mind uh-huh. vibe from it. And um, Mac has a few lines throughout where he says, like, obviously you're not all the thing because then you wouldn't be... Like, it implies that if it's a group of just the things, that they would know that they were all the things and they would behave differently. Yeah. Um. So...
1: But, I mean, that t- t- I think a totally valid reading of it, too. Especially, like, if that's what you took from it, then totally. Like, I think that is just as acceptable as yeah. our take. But I, th- I think the short story is pretty good. Um, I should really look up the title Do of it. They
0: ex- did I miss uh, a clever explanation of who actually got rid of the blood? The human blood?
1: Oh, no, I always forget that one. Yeah, because
2: it's, it's not Gary,
0: Which who one's was Gary? the
2: the one who was left tied to the chair at the end, who okay. like yells at them to untie him. Um,
0: the funniest part of the movie. I do, I <laughs> love I, that I, movie. I, <laughs> <laughs> a joke in the
1: movie.
0: I guess. I think it's
1: played for laughs to some extent. I,
0: th- but is it the only joke in the movie?
1: I think like of that type, sure. Like, I think there's jokes like the guy failing to turn down the radio and the guy tells him, like, that's a joke. That's a gag I of guess, some sort. Yeah.
2: There's some cracks made about the guy who's stoned all the time.
0: Yeah. You got to have one of those on your super expensive military base.
2: Maybe he's really smart.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot <laughs> of som- a lot of smart people always smoke. It's fine. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I,
1: So, oh,
0: yeah. So, like, I almost want to go back because I I intentionally didn't go look up things. Mm -hmm. um, But now that we're done with this, I'm definitely gonna take like 15 minutes and look up like who cut the blood bags or like.
1: You want to see the course of events.
0: What? Yeah. Like, I feel like I need like a like a community timeline Mm -hmm. to kind of suss out my own suspicions, and I also feel like I need some explanations on things that I think like why the wardrobe was so rigid Hmm.
2: did you feel compelled to try and like solve the mysteries as you were watching or like outsmart the movie at all
0: no okay the the only time that i felt uh like that was at the end when i feel like the movie was 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 kind of begging me to be like Mm -hmm. what's going on here but aside from that i'm like I, I, I think I recognized that there probably were clues. There, there were breadcrumbs, but there might be near impossible for someone to follow on a first watch.
1: For sure.
2: Yeah.
0: So I feel like I just conceded to the experience and not trying to play detective. Mm-hmm. That being said, I did assume the whole time that McCready was a human. Yeah, I, 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 I watched the movie with, with that base assumption.
1: Is it because you think he's the hero?
0: I don't think he's a hero. I think he's like a crazy, flawed character. But <laughs> um, I the, the, the movie wants you to see that just because of the sheer amount of camera time that he has in comparison to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the de facto protagonist based on screen time. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. I think
2: being Kurt Russell also yeah. <laughs> gave him a little... <laughs> focus he's like by far the biggest name at the time even like wilford brimley i think that was his first
0: role
1: yeah he wasn't really known yeah (laughs) poor guy
0: yeah but But, did did any of them get known did anyone get popular after this movie uh keith david
1: for sure Mm -hmm. um
2: i've seen donald moffat and things
1: yeah he always looks like like i was like oh that's that dick van dyke looking dude (laughs) he's like tall skinny white dude who looks like he could be anyone's grandpa yeah uh who else
2: everyone's yeah. just an old man now. and Yeah, they're kind <laughs> of
1: hard to identify. Oh, also, fun fact, at the beginning, the Norwegians, when they, like, yell at the Americans, they're actually telling them, like, hey, that's not a dog, that's a creature from outer space, but because none of them speak the language. I'm
2: glad they followed through on that. Yeah,
1: so it had someone known, again, whatever language they speak in Norway, what do they speak in? Yeah, I have no idea. Norwegian? Is it Norwegian? I, d- I don't know.
0: Uh, don't fact check us.
1: Yeah, but regardless, like they, they said, Hey, this would all be solved if you just let us shoot the dog. But
0: also <laughs> there's like everyone from that region speaks English. <laughs> I think now they do, but i don't Even know. back then I think they do. I know. I I, I, How I American definitely of you. I definitely want to go home and just look up. A couple things
1: there's a lot of fun things to uncover about the thing as far as like how things unfold and uh, just lots of cool production notes
0: yeah or just like hey how do you make the dude's head coming off or how do you make like the head props that have the legs sprout out or
1: yeah that part was really cool like I still don't really fully understand how that happened even with like modern technology I'd be like surely you can make something like that happen how did you make that happen in 1982 <laughs> like that's crazy to me um also this movie got its production budget for special effects it, it, it's the highest of any movie at the time uh it, it had a budget the movie was budgeted at 15 million and they were originally budgeted 200 thousand for special effects but by the time they finished filming it was 1.5 million oh dollars
0: adjust that for inflation <laughs>
1: they uh john carpenter himself had to make an appeal to the universal executive to say hey we need a little more money to <laughs> finish this movie and the only reason they gave it to him was because he had just finished making halloween <laughs> and that's the only re- he wasn't even initially picked to be in the movie It was going to be uh, toby hooper is that his name yeah the texas chainsaw massacre guy but they didn't like his script
2: I would love to see
0: what he did. A Toby Hooper? Movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> very it's intense. crazy how Hollywood works. Yeah,
1: but he had to beg the executive for more money. But from 200000 for special effects to $1.5 yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: Only eight times. <laughs> That's a lot That's of money. And,
2: <laughs> and that wasn't even like... It pushed it into insane ranges where no movie spent that much on that yeah. ever. It wasn't just like, oh, you're spending this kind of money like this other movie would.
0: But if that movie didn't have those special effects, I would have been pretty out of it, I think. I think that's fair. I think think the special effects combined with the headiness of thinking about the movie as a game of deception that you're watching people play, it's almost like a weird bastard child of Clue. Like, who was in the closet with the wrench?
1: Yeah, and, and that's definitely part of the fun. And I, I like it when movies actively encourage the audience to play along with the central conflict, which is something you don't see too often.
0: Or at least think about it afterwards. Yeah. I would almost want to show the thing to my parents and be like... What's your analysis of this? But I would just be disappointed when they're like, oh, no, it was a movie. <laughs> <Hey."> <laughs> what a backhanded compliment. I guess it's not a backhanded compliment, it's just backhanded. Dude, I tried to get like my mom to watch a couple episodes of Black Mirror that I thought were primo, just to be like, so what does this make you think about? Mm-hmm. And the answer is is that I, don't, I wouldn't recommend anyone do that if they don't want to be supremely disappointed, because I don't think there's anything more disappointing than like <laughs> someone who you care about so deeply just being vapid about media. Uh, I
1: showed uh, the entire history of you, the Black Mirror episode, where the dude has a contact thing to my parents, and they were really into it. They were like, whoa, this this is incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I like I, my mom watched like San Gina Parent. She's like, So what's with all the dead people? They have like a dead people factory, and I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah. My dad's like falling asleep during uh <laughs> uh the, the one uh with the uh the, the point system uh nosedive. Oh
1: yeah. That's okay. She's
0: like, oh so fucking no one likes the lady anymore. Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's a message here.
1: Well, that does it for episode two of Joey Hates Movies. But, before but we Joey go, likes Black Mirror. <laughs> Joey likes Black Mirror. But before we go, Cole, you've already chosen a movie, and I've already chosen a movie, mm-hmm. and we propose to our audience, what do you think Joey should watch next? We put our poll over on Patreon. I'm not going to sell you Patreon because you're already listening to Patreon right now.
0: But if they want to sell other people to Patreon?
1: Yeah. or or
0: like in a world where like maybe we pre-release this on patreon which i think is like an itunes feed like some people might listen to it i think that's
2: kind of what people want as well because there's some people who just like listening to podcasts in their standard format
0: so so i am for that my only question which i am actively proposing to the audience who have now listened to probably two full episodes is will you feel cheated from a patreon sense if you feel like you're paying for this but then we end up making it free because i i originally this is an idea to try and add more value to patreon because sometimes i feel bad that you don't get enough stuff even though we've been giving you more stuff i feel like it's never enough uh because you support us which still boggles me yeah we don't deserve it (laughs) kind of two people have tattoos (laughs) um (laughs) It's it's let uh, let le, let us know if you feel like you'd feel cheated and like super super honest super candid. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm genuinely yeah. soliciting feedback. Yeah, we're curious. Message
2: us if you'd rather. yeah
0: or, or yeah. If if you don't want to like post publicly, like you can send a message to any of us on Discord because that like that's something that's important to me because there is an argument that. Um, I guess from from a bigger perspective, having this be a very public podcast or potentially even something that was live on the channel could be good for, like, growth.
1: Yeah, it, it could possibly bring in new eyes.
0: But, but I, then I feel like I would need to do something else that's exclusive for you guys to add value to the GTV tier beyond what we're already doing. So... Totally open up that conversation. I think it's very important. I don't want you guys to feel cheated, and I'm okay having this be private and not public if it's more, you know, something special. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of words. I'm very sorry.
1: That's okay. So, Coral, what movies did the, our audience recommend? What what made it to the poll?
2: All right, we got we got a list of five recommendations after the first episode, and that would be The Big Lebowski, Back to the Future, The Matrix, Children of Men, and Citizen Kane.
1: I have not seen Citizen Kane.
2: I had to watch Citizen Kane in film school. I didn't like it.
0: <laughs> I am curious. I will watch it one day. <gasps> mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I g- mean, if you have to watch it for the move for the podcast, then we both have to watch it for the podcast. Yeah, know.
1: absolutely. Um, on also, I feel like I can't imagine watching, imagine Joey watching The Big Lebowski. But yeah. But I feel like out of all the movies on the list, that might actually be the one where he'd be like. I think
0: I like this.
2: I think we definitely need to keep the Coen brothers on,
0: yeah, on a short
2: list of what to recommend. Yeah, absolutely.
0: There is a short list that I don't have access to. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. really keeping it private. <laughs> uh, uh, but what What won?
2: It was pretty close between Back to the Future and The Matrix, but The Matrix won
1: out. <laughs> Joey loves Prodigy. It's, he's going to love The Matrix.
2: It has a lot to say about being just a cog in the machine. and
0: Yeah. There's, I don't know. I don't need more things in my life that can give me existential crises. It was woke before woke.
2: It's Black Mirror, yeah, it kind is, of.
0: It is kind of a precursor to Black Mirror.
2: It definitely was influential.
0: If Charlie Brooker wrote The Matrix, I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Yep, Just the Wachowski sisters.
0: Yeah. Which is also super interesting to me.
2: For another podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you guys for watching Joey Hates Movies. We will be Or listening. W- yeah, or listening to Joey Hates Movies. We will be watching The Matrix. I have a Blu-ray of The Matrix, and the Blu-ray is really bad because the audio is mixed lower oh. than the music and sound effects. So it's one of those movies that I can't watch at night because, like, well, I can't hear what they're saying. And then you crank it up, and then they're like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, okay, well...
0: This is bad. You know what the first thing I have to do in these situations is? What? Aside from turn on my computer, that yeah. Windows out is definitely on the I, podcast. I think
2: The Matrix might be longer than anything we've watched so far. Are you the serious, The
1: Matrix, is, I think, is the longest it's one pretty long so far. I
2: don't really love The Matrix, but I haven't watched it in a long time. My dad really likes it. I'm going home for Christmas. I'm going to just watch The Matrix
0: it. with my dad. Oh, my God. It's two and a half hours? Yeah.
1: I feel like Coral would probably like it in 2018. Yeah. Just because it's like very silly and
0: definitely dated and to some extent, mm-hmm.
1: but it's still a cool movie.
0: Well, I like guess it, we can't get too into it, aside from the fact that I now know that it's two and a half hours. Yeah,
2: plan accordingly.
0: I guess we'll oh, plan on recording this early in the new year. Mm-hmm.
1: You have like two weeks to watch the movie, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you for episode three in the new.
0: Bye. Happy New Year.